end of the day, we're hanging out with you guys. We're talking to you kind of like we are now, realistically. Like, you know, we're trying to have conversations with you. We're trying to draw out good portraits. Like in the portrait time, we're trying to draw out a whole lot of like emotions from you guys. And it's something that is quite personal. And, you know, what we do is so super personal as well, you know, like. We, we see it quite often, right? Like couples, like especially brides just kind of like in distress. Like we've got to get this done. We've got to get this done. Like, that's, that's really a big thing. Like, just, just sit back. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast, where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts, Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free, and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning the perfect wedding. Hello and welcome back to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. You're with your host, Matt and Tim. How are you, mate? What's going on? Hey, mate. Uh, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Um, I had a little bit of a niggling kind of pain in my elbow like the last couple of weeks. And, <laughs> oh, man, I've, I've shot so many weddings. I've shot so many weddings like the last couple of weeks. And like, because I, I shoot handheld as well, like I feel like it's kind of like aggravated something. Just getting old. I think that's the old man syndrome in you. <laughs> it is. It is. So I've um, actually bought the the small rig like cage to go on my own camera and it's got a handle on it. Bit of tennis elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I do like pride myself on being quite minimalistic with my uh, with my gear. Like I don't like carrying a bunch of tripods and big, big lights. So try and keep it as minimal as possible to get the job done. But Far out, man. Like this elbow pain is making me feel old. <laughs> Next minute, you're going to have like lights, cameras, everything, like extra, like an additional camera, a couple oh. of GoPros hanging off the side of your small rig, mate. Oh, that is actually an idea. I can put the I can put the phone, uh, attach like the phone attachment on the rig as well. So oh, that'll be fancy. Yeah. In in portrait mode as well, because that's my issue. I've, I've looked at those like little like additional camera holders and I'm like, this is like great, but most of the time they only work in landscape. And I'm like, that's not ideal for my behind the scenes reels. So <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, like, sometimes I really struggle just to get like reels out. Hey, like with all of the um, like editing projects, I'm like, oh, like I, I've got so many, so many cool ideas that I want to do with it. But I'm like, oh, I've got to, I've got to get this editing done. <laughs> oh no. And like, we're just like swimming into the moment. Hey, like I think in the last like month, I would say I've probably had five or six days maybe in my office, like full days. It's just been like, I'm been shooting like heaps of different projects and stuff like that. So in the end, I kind of like shoot during the day or like shoot in the afternoon. And then like before and after I'm trying to edit, it's just like heaps going on at the moment, but it's exciting. I love having heaps going on. I don't know, like just, I don't know, it keeps me in the game and like a whole bunch of different things. It's not just weddings. It's like family sessions and engagement sessions as well. And like I've been doing some stuff with, yeah, some like makeup artists and stuff recently as well. So it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool, man. I hope you've got a, yeah, really keeping that work-life balance um, quite high as well, making sure that you get in enough me time. Yeah, that's it. I played some golf yesterday. That was sick, actually. It was nice to get out there and- uh, There you go. There's some creating some space. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, it was good. It's a frustrating exercise. I don't know if you've ever played golf before, but- uh, Mate, I am the worst. Yeah, look, I'm pretty bad too. And you play, like I was playing terribly. I haven't played for ages. Playing really bad. And then all of a sudden I like chipped one in from about 20 meters out. And I was like, oh, this is how it keeps you keen. Like it's so, <laughs> it's just, yeah. And then one of the, one of the guys was playing with his like, and that's why we love to hate golf. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like I, I'm into like spearfishing, 
like fishing, you know, something with a bit of adrenaline. Um, I haven't done it in literally like pretty much this year because I've had <laughs> no free time. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's never fun. But I do like to maintain like a, a good kind of work-life balance, you know, go to the gym, eat well, make sure I feed my body good nutrition. Hang out with the family a little bit too. Yeah, like and like um, it was about probably about three, yeah, three weeks ago now. So I did not have a, a wedding Saturday and Sunday. So weekend off um, and we, we bought a camper trailer uh, a couple of months ago. It was the first time we got to use it and it was so good, man. Living the dream, mate. Hey? Yeah, camp life. I, I, put it, um, I put it on my, my Instagram and we were like 70K away from like the CBD. So we're only about half an hour away from home. And like we're, we camped up on top of this hill, like we're in the um, like camper trailer and I've literally got a view to the CBD. I can see the Harbour Bridge from 70 You're like, away. this is where I'm coming for New Year's this year. <laughs> Mate, I, I, I booked a New Year's. I booked New Year's Did you really? today. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's mad. <laughs> I'm shooting a wedding over New Year's this year, which I'm super excited for. I'm pumped about it. I know everyone's like, what do you mean oh, you're working over New Year's? But yeah. I'm so excited for this wedding. It's going to be epic. <laughs> yeah, nice, man. Nice. So it's going to be good. That was, a, that was a bit of a long intro, but what are we, what are we chatting about today, brother? Mate, we're talking about, uh, we came up with this like subject, we're calling it uh, Freshly Engaged, Now What? Which I feel like is such a big topic because I feel like whenever you, I guess couples get engaged and things like that, like they're always like, it's such an overwhelming experience and it freaks everybody the heck out. Um, And so, yeah, we thought we'd just maybe quickly chat through like, what it means now you're engaged like what does that look like what happens next like obviously we're like we're both married i remember like i've been married oh i'm gonna put myself in a, in a bad spot now <laughs> oh, um, I'm in trouble. hope you're not listening kate <laughs> uh seven years yeah we've been married almost eight years actually almost eight years oh, so man, i, I my swear if this is like 10 or like four <laughs> you're in so much trouble <laughs> no, no 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 that's why it's, it's a it's a weird one you know anything i think after five like i like ladies, give you give your man a break. Like if it's up to five years, like you can <laughs> Oh yeah, so it's coming up eight years. Wow, you're you're you've been in the game a long time, mate. That's uh that's a Yeah, yeah. I um, Australia's most yeah, romantic I, man, here he is. We probably shouldn't touch on that. We'll touch on that's a whole that's a whole oh, subject you in let itself. That out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> just mate, just, you, you said that the other day, last week, to a couple like during portraits. <laughs> Yeah, because he was being romantic and stuff, and I was, and, he, and his missus was saying he was romantic, and then I said, "Oh, but you've got to beat Tim. If you Google his name, uh, he's the most romantic man in Australia, according to like the Daily Telegraph." <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy anyway. times. I was on the, I was on the Kyle and Jackie O show as well. Oh, mate, you're famous. He was such an arsehole to me. <laughs> <laughs> is he nice to anybody? Oh, true, true. But this is um, how this is how you yeah. actually got into podcasts, isn't it? That was your first experience of. Uh, being in the like you know the radio scene and you realize you had a good face for radio apparently so this is where we are that was it man that was it <laughs> so i'm like i'm still like after my wife for those brownie points man <laughs> well you probably just ruined the brownie points if you've got your date wrong of how long you guys been together for no, no, i know i know the date i know the date it's um it's <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking it's 5th of december <laughs> <laughs> that's so good yeah so like obviously we're both married and during that process I don't know how involved you were, but back then I wasn't really that involved in it all. And it was overwhelming for me as well. Like I, I don't know, I feel like I didn't want to overtake 
things. Um, and to be honest, like I just wanted Kate to have like the best wedding date for her as well. Like, I wanted her to have the best wedding. So I kind of let her just kind of like run the show a bit as well. And like it was overwhelming for me, but I didn't want to show that to Kate. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a, like, it's a weird time as well, right? Especially like for, for guys, 100%. Like it's one of these things where you know that the girl, like your girl would probably have been dreaming about it or things like that. Like, so they have ideas in their head as to what they want. And I think for me as well, like when me and Jess got engaged, like I was shooting weddings at the time. Um, I'd been shooting for a couple of years. And I obviously like had an idea as to like how to plan a wedding and how to organize all that and probably people that I wanted involved, but I still wanted her to be able to have her two cents as well. So it was really weird for me in a sense of like, I was trying to like almost hold back from not saying too much and allow her to plan. But then also at the same time, I'd never planned my own wedding before. And for me personally, it's really easy to make or help people make decisions when it comes to their wedding. And because I can be quite decisive, but when it comes to my like own personal experience i was like super indecisive when it came to a lot of stuff as well because i was like i wanted to be like awesome and then i was like oh what about this and what about that and i was always second guessing myself yeah. so yeah overwhelmed completely it's overwhelmed i feel like the whole like wedding experience the wedding journey the like yeah the world of weddings is a very overwhelming place at the best of times let alone when you're like throwing yourself in the deep end at like day one i remember at that time like yeah like we we threw like as soon as we were engaged we threw ourselves straight in like just started booking vendors like if i knew what i know now like i think i would have gone a, a different route but we were quite chill about it like we just wanted to find somewhere coastal um we didn't want a massive wedding but i think i had my negotiables like my non-negotiables and i just wanted a relaxed like style wedding and that and that's it like that was my only kind of request like i didn't want something like super high end like i just wanted something chill and i think yeah like that communication with kate is kind of what drove like the process as well um and then she yeah, almost had free reign to just <laughs> just do whatever you just feel like what time have i got to be there sure no worries see you there <laughs> this was before i was in the wedding industry as well like, yeah long before i got into the wedding industry I feel like it'd be real different if we were doing it now, right? 100%. Like, I, I was pretty young when I got married, too. Like, I was, like, 26. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Uh, you definitely were a bit younger. Like, we, you know, I suppose that these days, like, age is kind of, like, you know, we should have, like, super big variety of ages, don't we? So, it's, uh, yeah. I think when you think about, like, think about what I was doing when I was 26, I was, like, I think me and Jess had only just started dating or something like that or we've been together maybe a year. So, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy when you think about it like that. And now you've now you got a couple of kids, mate. Look at you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, two little girls. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. perfect. I think, uh, yeah, I guess thinking about like when I was planning a wedding and things like that, like we definitely like had an idea as to like what we wanted to do as well. Um, we were super lucky in a sense. We uh, we had my, so Jess, my wife, we had her grandparents had a farm or have a farm in Berry. Uh, so we got to use the farm, which was pretty epic. And yeah, so that was pretty cool. Obviously, our plans changed a lot because of the old COVID situation. So we would have like a big bunch of guests Coming, I think we were having between like 80 and 100. We ended up having like 35 in the end by the time we got married because of COVID restrictions. Was so your was like fun. vision for the wedding uh, like a shared vision? Like is what you wanted or what you envisioned for your wedding like the same as what Jess wanted? Um, yeah, I think so. Like it was kind of one of those things where it was like really difficult because like I obviously wanted great photos and Jess wanted great photos and a great time with everybody and like hanging out with everyone. So it was like, it was a bit of a juggle, but I just made sure like for me personally that we made our ceremony time and all of that at like a good time. So we had plenty of time to like hang out with people after and things like that. So I think we had an hour and a half between ceremony and us even going and having photos. So we like, yeah, we did like 
obviously ceremony and family photos. And then we like hung out for like an hour and a bit sort of thing with everybody, said hello to everyone, ate some food, and then we went off and had photos after. So that was pretty cool in that sense. But yeah, I think that was kind of like chatting with each other and working out, um, as you said, like communication is key when it comes to like the whole planning process. And you don't necessarily have to dive in headfirst, like on day one of like being engaged. Like I definitely think it's important to enjoy the process, like enjoy dating still. That is huge. So we, we see it quite often, right? Like couples, like especially brides just kind of like in distress, like we got to get this done. We've got to get this done. Like, and that's, that's really a big thing. Like, just, just sit back. I think after the engagement process, it's really that rush to figure out, like, everything. And, it, like, it is overwhelming. Like, we've, we've touched on that. It is a massively overwhelming process. But it's quite important to enjoy the time that you and your fiancé are planning that wedding as well. Yeah, and you don't want to make it, like, a stressful time either. Because if you're adding stress before you're even, like, planning your wedding, like, I don't know. I just feel like it just ruins that kind of moment too. Like... You know, there's definitely leaving time and space for all things when it comes to like planning is a good thing. Because I think as the more you think about it and the more you like kind of like enjoy that like engagement period for a little bit, the more you'll really understand what it is that you guys both want for your wedding. And I think the more that you think about it, the more you talk about it, the more that, yeah, like it all kind of comes together. And then if it all is coming together, once it comes to your wedding, you're both like fully on the same page. Like you'll know the venue and the vendors you want to book and then like you'll have a really clear vision for the day. We, we touched on this um, in one of our early episodes as well, episode three, I believe. And that, that was like really kind of figuring out your negotiables and your non-negotiables. So have a good think about what's important to you, what's important to your partner and really like putting it down on paper, like saying it out loud so you can really figure out what are the things that you value that you can both figure out exactly what you want for your wedding to make that wedding as amazing and as epic as you can. And I think that that's that's really a big one. Like for for our wedding, when you touched on like how everything was like really chill, like the portrait session went really well. For us, like I think it was like our mistake. We, we kind of we wanted like too many things in a short amount of time. We wanted like the beach photos, like we wanted the kind of garden photos at the venue. So like we we left the venue to then go to the beach and like it was just it just took way too much time with cars and taking the whole bridal party yeah like it, it was just there wasn't a lot of breathing room yeah yeah and sometimes you need breathing room for like on the day sometimes you need breathing room just in the planning process itself so you guys can all understand exactly what you want and i think uh, like look ultimately for us like this whole podcast is to help you guys get to that point where you know you're feeling really comfortable in the decisions you're making and you're making sure that your epic is sorry your wedding is as epic as possible if we can help you guys with that like that that's huge and that's exactly why we're doing what we're doing yeah well while we're while we're touching on kind of a bit of the portrait sessions and like expectations for that so what's ways that you um you really like determine what are the expectations from your couples like during this session it's a great question and i think like for most people like once they've been like i guess engaged and they're starting to think about the wedding like everyone thinks about photos and the video and amazing memories they're going to get from that and everyone freaks out thinking that they need to have hours and hours of portraits and to be completely honest they don't at all and i think like ultimately for me i want to get like great quality and i don't need the quantity of like with you in the portrait session so i guess when it comes to expectations like we always try and have a conversation and i find out from you you know like what 
it is that's important to you on the day? What makes you excited? What is going to bring a smile to your face on the day of your wedding? And I know that like by me saying what's going to bring a smile to your face on the day of your wedding sounds ridiculous because like it should be a happy day. But just because it's your wedding day doesn't always mean it's happy. Like as long as you guys are doing things that bring you joy and that you're excited about, that's what's genuinely going to make you happy. And so we have a conversation about that. Most of the time, like I'm like, man, I only need you guys for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes sort of thing. Like that's including like bridal party portraits. That's including time with the two of you. And sure, if there's an epic sunset, like let's sneak outside during a reception for 15 minutes as well. But ultimately, like I try and keep it under that like hour, hour and a half kind of time slot. Yeah, I'm the same. So quite early on, like in the booking process, like I do ask questions about um, like their expectations like for the portrait session. And I do have a, a question that um, basically asks like, what do they envision for that session? Like, do they want to spend as much time exploring the grounds or exploring the venue or going to different locations like for their photos and videos? Or do they want to like use the time in a more efficient manner and then basically get back to the party as quickly as possible? So I think there's kind of, there's two, there's two areas here where couples either they really want to spend as much time as they can getting the most amazing photos and videos, or they do want amazing photos and videos, but they just want to get it done and get back to the party. For me, it's it's important to really figure out like which side of the fence are you on, so then we can allocate that time like adequately. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that comes back to like you know setting those negoti- like so those negotiables and non-negotiables from the start, which I think yeah we talked about a couple of episodes ago. So definitely go back and have a listen to that if you're freshly engaged and you're yeah just trying to work out this whole yeah like wedding world and what that is um and yeah ultimately if you want to make your wedding epic and you want to get as much out of your day as possible like you know you need to make sure that you're creating that from day one and i think that's the most important point and the most important thing i definitely think as well like if i was freshly engaged and i was thinking about what i want from my day i want to make sure that i create as like a stress-free environment as possible and usually that just means leaving breathing room throughout the day like making sure you're setting your ceremony at like the correct time making sure that you've left time for all the things that you want done and just making sure that there's like maybe there's a 30 minute like grace period of things to potentially go wrong because most weddings like i think if we're going into like the planning process knowing from day one that stuff is going to go wrong um and we're kind of like i guess creating that space for that to go wrong um it's only going to be beneficial for us in the long run right yeah by wrong like what we're what we're meaning is no wedding runs on time perfectly none yeah it's not wrong wrong sort of definitely the wrong word isn't it (laughs) (laughs) It sounds terrible (laughs) (laughs) like of the hundreds of weddings like geez i'm I'm probably creeping up to 300 i reckon 350 maybe but of all those weddings that i've shot like there's very few weddings that actually run completely on time and that's that's fine. Um, I think if things are run to like a fifteen to a thirty minute kind of schedule and a time block, and you're you're worried about the timings of the day, the day is just going to be stressful. It's not going to be fun. Like if you if you're too concerned about the time and you focus more on time than just enjoying the moment and enjoying the day of actually being married, we really got to think about this. Like you've spent a lot of money. Uh, you've spent a lot of time planning this day. You want to make sure it's fun. You want to make sure like you're having a good time. You want to make sure that uh, everything that you have planned, everything that you've done for this day is as amazing as it is. So leave some breathing room, 
leave some grace period within uh, your, your run sheet just to allow things to run a little bit smoother as well. That's it. Yeah, 100%. And I, I know that you have seen what I do at every portrait session and I'm happy to share a little bit of a secret of what I guess I try and do um, is I always try and leave space at the end of all my portrait sessions for my couples to enjoy being married before the party gets hectic, before they have to like run back inside and you know go and hang out with guests and talk to people. Like I always encourage them to have a moment to each other. Enjoy being married. Enjoy the silence before you run back inside to that reception and everyone's at you to have a conversation with you. Like it's a great thing to have. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying that that uh, mayhem of the reception is a bad thing at all. But I just try and always remind you guys that it's your day. You're getting married and like create that space for you to enjoy yourselves. Yeah. I think we, we probably should have mentioned it before as well. Like when we're talking about like your negotiables and your non-negotiables and really figuring out exactly what you want and what's important to you individually and both as a couple. And it's also about choosing the right vendors, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really big one. Like we can probably spend a whole podcast talking about this, but essentially you're spending more time uh, on your day with your photographer and your videographer than almost your husband <laughs> or like your wife. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. So you want to make sure that like you get along with not just all your vendors, but especially those that you're going to be spending the most time with. And I feel like that is a, that can be quite a, a bit of a, a high card where you need to understand that like it's quite important to have a conversation with your photographer, have a conversation with your photographer, uh, your videographer, make sure you get along, make sure you guys vibe, make sure like if you want a relaxed uh, and stress-free wedding that they are going to be someone that can bring that environment. Absolutely. And I think it's super important that like, you know, like we all uh, get along and obviously that you feel comfortable to ask questions. You feel comfortable to come to us on the day and be like, hey, we need this or hey, we need that. Can you help us with this? Because yeah, all, all before the day. Well, before the day too, of course. But yeah, on the day especially, because at, at the end of the day, we're hanging out with you guys. We're talking to you kind of like we are now, realistically. Like, you know, we're trying to have conversations with you. We're trying to draw out good portraits. Like in the portrait time, we're trying to draw out a whole lot of like emotions from you guys. And it's something that is quite personal. And, you know, what we do is so super personal as well. You know, like I don't ever expect to go into a portrait session and not have to do some small talk and not have to get to know you guys a little bit more. But in a perfect world, we'd love to have conversations with you leading up to your wedding. And therefore, we're kind of like ticking all those boxes. And by the time we get to your wedding day itself, between the photo, like photographer and videographer and that portrait session, like we're all on the same page. We all understand what you want. Um, and we're just having a great time. Yeah, we've touched on this a couple of times. And for us, it's all about like telling your story. Um, and for us to do that adequately, we need to get to know you. We need to get to know what you like, what your personality is like. And ideally, we like we, we know like pretty much straight away once we jump on our initial um, Zoom call, don't we? I don't know. I feel like I've got a pretty good sense of just knowing like, yeah, within the first couple of minutes, yeah, these guys are my type of people. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And I feel like we all like we like naturally like you will gravitate towards a photographer or videographer that you mesh with vibe with. Like if you look at their work, you're going to be like, oh, I really want that person to be a part of my day. And I hope that like, you know, you're not inquiring with people just because like realistically, like I guess the people that we work best with are people that genuinely want us to be a part of their day. Yeah, I, th I think it becomes more about value rather than price as well. 100%. Yeah, definitely. Like, and I think it's such a, this is like, this, I guess this is kind of touching on the whole like freshly engaged part is like, 
and when we're saying like we want you guys to enjoy it like we don't want you just to dive in and kind of do what's in front of you the quickest if that makes sense like yes it's super important that like you know you book the vendors you want and it's super important you book the venue you want and it's super important to get it done but it's also more important for you guys to make sure that you organize the what like the the ideas around your wedding and make sure that you're doing the things you want to do that bring you joy before diving deep into the like starting to book things and it may not all work out on the perfect date that you wanted like we always i feel like i always book out those dates that are like i don't know i got an inquiry tonight for like the 22nd of the 11th 23 like everyone loves those like two numbers i feel like this year like Personally, the 22nd of the 11th, 22 was like a super popular date. Um, anything that has like like numbers, like I feel like people get really caught up in the date um, itself. And at the end of the day, the date is just a date and that date changes year to year. Hmm. Mate, I am so like sad. Like the last week, every inquiry that I've got, mostly for next year and for early 2024, I'm already booked. <laughs> oh, mate, same. Me too. It's ridiculous. It's so sad. I'm just going to send this email. Like, unfortunately, like, I'm not, not available on this day. And it's like, like it's weddings that really like, I don't know, like I feel like during in that area where you can ask me some questions, like I get couples like really like diving deep into their story saying like, we really hope you're available on this day. And I'm just like, oh, like you guys sound like absolute legends, but I'm not available. Like it's, I don't know, it's it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> it's It's heartbreaking for them. It's kind of like one of these like bittersweet moments for us a little bit in a sense of like, oh, like it's great we're, kind of like already booked out like in some aspects but mm. yeah like it is definitely sad for them and i i have a little a little hot tip for some couples i guess listening if you're freshly Hit engaged me, mates. I, I love matt's hot tips <laughs> so this one i was actually talking to one of our good friends married by adam over the weekend he is coming on the podcast soon why mr adam Sini. <laughs> we have to get him on he's a legend of the game uh the celebrant himself yeah but anyway we were chatting on the weekend about this and we were like yeah we're just talking about like how like at the moment especially after covid and like kind of we're getting through this whole like catch up and people have been really hesitant to like book and then all of a sudden everyone's been booking and everyone's like booking well in advance and it's next year is getting pretty like hectic already right so adam's like oh like have you like you know do you like I guess, encourage couples to do reverse booking. And I'm like, oh, like I do, right? And so reverse booking is something that is like, I feel like it's a game changer because it's not really something we talk about a whole lot. Hear me, explain, explain it to me in layman's terms. I'm breaking it down. All right. So it, reverse booking essentially is like, you found some vendors that you really, really enjoy. You love what they do. You want them to be a part of your day. It's as simple as that, right? And what traditionally everyone would do is they would book in their venue first. They find their date. They go, sweet, book in the venue, pay the deposit. And then they go, all right, sweet. Now let's start looking at photo. Let's start looking at video. Let's start looking at celebrant. Kind of the people that are, I guess, a major part of your day in a like physical sense. But they're also the people that are kind of like usually one man bands. Like you're usually booking a celebrant because that person is the celebrant you want. Same with like most photo and video people. Like you kind of want the person that does majority of the work, right? So what reverse booking is, is that you actually kind of tee up with those vendors, um, I guess like, couple of dates they might be available you'll get all their prices and you'll kind of say like this is the venue we're looking at and this is the venue the venue's availabilities so they might have like three or four availabilities and you try and tee up say like maybe two or three vendors already before you've actually put the money down for your venue 
So therefore, the day you put your money down in your venue, you've already got a photographer, a videographer, and a celebrant all lined up, ready to go. It would take so much stress off because like at the end of the day, if we can be flexible in terms of like the date we're picking, therefore, we're going to get people on our wedding that are going to be genuinely excited to be there. And then the people that you really want there, which is hopefully going to bring you joy, therefore, make your wedding experience epic. 100%. And that's that's actually a game changer because I think when I get a lot of inquiries as well, like... They may have a date, but they may not be attached to that actual date. So if I'm already booked, I could say, no, sorry, like I'm, I'm not available. But they may not come back necessarily, even if they love my work and likewise with you. So yeah, it has happened a couple of times where um, I have had um, some inquiries come in and they're like, okay, well, this is the date we're kind of thinking, but we're also available on these two dates. Like, are you available as well? Like, I just need to confirm like with the venue. But I think it, it, it's a bit of a game changer in terms of because when you book a venue first, you've already set that set that date. You've already yeah, you're super locked in. So what happens like with your other vendors as well? At the end of the day, you kind of start to have to go like second best too, right? Or maybe not the person you really wanted there. Well, like the thing about it, if you want a great photographer and a great videographer, there's there's going to be some competition because if they're available like year round, then obviously they're not going to be booked enough. And that could probably speak for their work. I think it probably, it, it does speak volumes here when you find a vendor that you actually love, uh, you love their work, but if you're not set necessarily on a specific date, then it could be something that could really work in your favor as well. Like, and, it, and it's just a way to simplify the process. You make a couple of um, consultations like with the venue, figure out a couple of dates that they're free, let your vendors know um, what dates that are available and then start a conversation. So I've yeah. got a couple of email trains with like some other photographers as well uh, and with some other celebrants um, and some borrowers. And like these are the dates that they dates that are thrown out. So I don't know, it just kind of simplifies the process and because of how booked we are as well, like it's it's hard to say no like a lot. And I, I say no a lot. Especially for Saturdays, hey, like Saturdays are like the uh, the prime wedding day dates for sure. And it's it's definitely somewhat like one of those things. I think even before we just uh we're doing the podcast tonight, I was kind of looking like I have no Saturdays left next year between pretty much like January and midway through July already. Like it's crazy. Wow. Um it's just, yeah, like, so Saturdays definitely book out nice and quick. And that's why, like, I think talking about this reverse booking thing, um, it really works to your advantage, especially if you are semi-flexible, as Tim said. Like, I definitely have had couples in the past kind of, like I say, oh, sorry, I'm not booked. But in my, sorry, I'm, or, sorry, let me start again with that. That just came out all wrong. When when couples reach out to me and they say, like, you know, this is the date, and I have to, like, reply um, back to them saying that I'm already booked. I always, like, throw in that email. But if your date is flexible, please let me know. because. I do find that we get a lot of inquiries from people and they don't always necessarily have their like venue fully locked in. Yes, it's their date that they would really like to have, but it may not be completely locked in yet. So look, there, there always is flexibility around. And I do find that like sometimes people go, oh yeah, I'm not like that. You know, they'll come back to me. They go, oh, actually, like we are for pretty flexible and we would be keen to have a chat with you about what dates are available. What are your availabilities look like for a Friday or what do your day availabilities look like for a Saturday in May or October, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's, it is handy because we can reply saying, Hey guys, like these are the two or three dates I have left. Like, let me know how you go with them. And it, it just simplifies the process a lot. You guys will enjoy yourselves a lot more. 
It becomes a lot less stressful when it comes to the planning situation too. And yeah, like you'll enjoy being engaged. Yeah. So, and this is another hot tip that kind of falls into like your negotiable and non-negotiable um, table as well. So here's a little hot tip, girls and boys. So get a piece of paper or use Google Docs or whatever and basically make a list of all the things that are negotiable, all the things that are not negotiable. Get your partner to do the same and then you will figure out exactly kind of where the uh, your vision is, uh, where it's aligned and where it potentially is not aligned. Um, and then you can work out where you can go from there. So uh, if date is flexible for you, uh, then basically there's a little bit more flexibility like with your vendors to be able to work with you to, to basically lock you in. Absolutely. And then you're getting who you want on the day and therefore your day is going to be amazing and you are extra excited because You've got people around you that are on the same wavelength as you that are also excited to be there. Um, and yeah, it's just going to make sure that your wedding is epic. Yeah. And I think when you when you book the right vendors, like utilize their skills, utilize their ability um, and their knowledge of being within this industry for so long be able to help you guide you through your wedding planning as well mate it's been such a good uh it's been so cool to think about like even us just i guess reminiscing a little bit about when we were engaged like for me it wasn't as long ago as you but yeah it's been cool to think about some of that and i guess i haven't thought about that for a, <laughs> a little while because i feel like once you get engaged and like you get married you're just kind of like you don't think about that like in between process and what it looked like um and you know like what it looked like for us as grooms to be uh planning our wedding yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been really cool to Cool to dive yeah. back into the, the memory bank. Yep. So long ago. 5th of December, 2015. <laughs> yeah, mate. That's, that's, far out. that's a long time ago. For me, it's a lot easier. And it's been, Actually, I didn't even touch on this earlier, but it's crazy. My, my wedding anniversary is the same as my grandparents' wedding anniversary, which is pretty cool. Um, so it's kind of like a double whammy and uh, won't be able to forget that one. So it's, yeah, it's... It's always good. All right, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's your anniversary date, mate? I have the like best anniversary ever because it's the 20th of September, 2020. <laughs> so oh, it's very nice. it's very easy to uh, remember because I talking about those like perfect number situations. It all just worked out really well. So I had like 2020 in there as well. So happy days for me. <laughs> and if you're listening, Jess, do I get brownie points? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no one really forgets their like wedding anniversary date, right? Oh, I don't know. There's definitely people out there that I hear that get in trouble all the time because they've like <laughs> just got it wrong. Like even birthdays, like people get that wrong too, right? <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not, not me. Not me. Not you at all. No. But you're but too yeah, good man, for that. <laughs> we'll think. Like I got married in December and I remember the day really, really well. Because it was so 40 degrees. <laughs> I was so, <laughs> uh, so good. Man, I was sweating bullets too. And like my bride-to-be was like half an hour late as well. Oh, so that like did not help the situation. Um, she was making sure you were really sweating, mate, hey, just in case <laughs> she wasn't going to turn up. <laughs> oh, like I just remember, like just it was on a rooftop as well. So like in the sun, we're getting like reflection from the windows and the tiles. I'm like, oh, so, so. You would have been a, a bit of a lobster by the end of that, mate. <laughs> Pretty much, mate. Pretty much. Uh, love that. So good. Well. We hope that, uh, yeah, this podcast has uh, helped you guys today uh, when it comes to, yeah, thinking about what happens after you've got engaged. It's a hectic time, as we said. It's super overwhelming, um, but yeah. Overwhelmed city. Overwhelmed city, 100% is. And, you know, well, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully this has helped you guys in terms of when it comes to your planning and um, what it looks like next for you. 
Um, and yeah, if you like what we do, if you are enjoying this podcast, look, we'd really appreciate you guys giving us uh, some love on um, maybe it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Give us, um, you know, a bit of a rating, maybe leave us a comment. What do you think? Or even uh, touch base with us, send us a message on our Instagram as well. Uh, you've got some ideas or you need some help or you've got some questions and you want to, you know, leverage our experience uh, with the probably hundreds and hundreds of weddings we've done like collectively, then yeah, feel free to give us a buzz. We'd be more than happy to answer those questions. Yeah, and any ideas you've got for future podcasts, please reach out. Yeah, give us a shout out to any of your friends who have probably recently engaged, freshly engaged. We would love for them to hear this podcast. But uh, yeah, that's all for episode number seven. If you're freshly engaged, what now? And yeah, we hope to see you all next week and we'll talk soon. Bye. See ya. Bye.